Welcome to the Seeds of Light, everyone. This is Astrology Hub show dedicated to illuminating the path of parenting using the power of astrology. I'm Ana Zaharia, your host, and I'm here with evolutionary astrologer, herbalist, holistic healer, columnist for the Yoga Journal, and friend. <laughs> I felt like I needed something else that time. Cameron Allen. Welcome back, Cameron. I'm so happy to be back with you. Hey, I'm happy to be back with you too. And I feel like, yeah, we're finally at the top of the mountain. Yes, we are actually here to continue and finally complete our series today on how to support your child based on their zodiac sign. And we are talking about supporting your Capricorn child, the final frontier, <laughs> the top of the mountain. So Cameron, let's start with the biggest question, which is what do you consider to be the highest expression of Capricorn? Yeah, so I really was taking a lot of time to feel into this one. And what I came up with for the highest, most majestic expression of it would be the crone. Hmm. I feel like, yeah, it's the crone energy. Even like, it just made me like right here in my background, you see to the side, like just like the crone energy and like just the wisdom of guiding, you know, the people and showing people like what they're responsible for in the reality and in society. Uh, yeah, I just feel like a deep understanding with crone energy all the time. And it's like very, it's contained, like it contain, it can contain and it also can nurture at the same time. And I think that's a really beautiful expression of Capricorn energy. Whereas in our society, sometimes it becomes more rigid, but the crone always knows, even if it like makes, I've had like crone energy like come to me and like make jokes that if like anybody else said it, it would like probably like hit me the wrong way. But like just the way that they do it with like such love and understanding and wisdom, just is it always feels really, really good and it holds everything together and intact. So yeah, the crone. Well, so Cameron, that's really, really interesting when we're talking about children, right? Mm -hmm. How do you merge this like, vision of the highest expression of Capricorn energy being this like wise elder like very well established <laughs> but it, it typically we're thinking about like towards the end of life when, when we're talking about that crone elder energy so mm -hmm. how does that express in our children or heart how would we encourage our children to aspire to that without creating a complex <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah I think actually that is the biggest thing it's like how does one hold that you know like having a child that has a lot of wisdom they'll probably want to be their own authority you know their own authority figure or you know even so that's the majestic quality of it but the other side of that could be somebody who thinks that they know everything and wants to run everything but they don't know how to quite yet you know so being mindful of the highest expression of anything and everything is always a potentiality. And like knowing that and holding space for that to grow as well as not allowing it to spill out everywhere. I think that's always just the biggest, most important thing when it comes to the highest expression of a child and of everything in life, you know, just to be able to see that potentiality in the majestic potential that it has or the qualities of it and also just, yeah containing it right which is totally Capricorn anyway but also allowing them to 
not necessarily parent you. However, I just feel like a lot of Capricorn children do have a very strong like, hey, mom, I've seen. I've seen it like where I worked in, in the spiritual supply store. This is one, one kid in particular. He'd be like, hey, mom, you don't want that right now. And he like says it like that. And I always would have to like look over at him because I'm like, why does it sound like you're 35 and you're like six years old? It would be so interesting, you know? So allowing them to know that they have that and also keep, keep it in there, you know, keep reins on it. With the Capricorn child having this like inclination to maybe parent you, how, what, what is the right response to that? Or how do you suggest that we relate to that as parents? You know, I I feel like with Capricorn children, a lot of times it's just about like allowing them to be what they are, but like not repressing them. Right. And not, and not judging the way that they're acting, you know, Mm because I feel like as parents, there could be a lot of times where you're like, wait, I'm the parent. What are you doing? You know, it's like not responding that way would be the very first and most important thing, you know, because it's like they're doing that for a specific reason. They have that energy. And I feel like I don't like saying that's the incorrect response, but here I'm going to actually say it like that's the incorrect response. You know, there's other ways to go about it. And I feel like every child is so different that I always say that, but it's like, you know, find a way to help them understand there's a time and place for everything. And so that as they grow older, you know, they can, they can just know that like, it's not appropriate for me to say that to my mom right now, or it's not appropriate for me to say that to my dad, or it's not appropriate to talk in class or like, you know, it's not appropriate to talk to so-and-so this way or that way, you know, Mm. just helping them with that. And also patience, like having patience, you know, because the Capricorn archetype in our reality right now, it's very rigid and it doesn't, and it lacks patience, you know, in a world where it's like work, 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 do, 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 or you should be this way. You should do this. You shouldn't talk to me that way. You shouldn't blah, blah, blah. When really it's like having patience and being like, Hey, the way you talk to me, that made me feel this way, you know, cultivating understanding, cultivating patience, but also being able to say, Hey, like I told you this four times, my patience is running thin. Now I'm getting upset. It's not your fault, but also I'm getting upset. Emotional maturity, modeling that. What does mm-hmm. that look like? So those are some things that I would say. That's such a such a great point. Well, so many great points made, but specifically about making sure to not, not use your role, your parent role as a way to shut down a natural expression in your child. And I think this brings us to that larger conversation that we do come back to every now and then during these series, which is that the parent-child relationship is so much more than what we've been taught in our society at large, you know, that we are basically the Capricorn archetype as the parent and that the child is cancer. I mean, sure, at a certain level, that is what's going on, but there's also we're learning so much from one another at all times. And, and I do so strongly believe, and I think astrology really encourages this same idea that we come together to teach one another and to have these really big growth spurts both ways, both as the adult that is the parent that is still absolutely growing and has chosen to call in this child in order to learn certain lessons and vice versa. 
then I guess my follow-up question is with this natural inclination in the Capricorn child to feel more responsibility, which is part of what I'm getting here. And, and we know that that is very common of the Capricorn archetype. How can we make sure that our children are not overburdened by that innate sense? Like how, how can we frame that for them? Yeah, the first thing I always tell children who feel, I feel like they're like growing fast in that way or they like are taking on more, I guess I would say perceived adult responsibilities you know, just simple things like you have time to grow up, like saying things like that, you know, like just little simple, just little sayings always to me, always just like those little things. I know those are the things that stuck with me growing up, you know, just saying, you know, you can't carry the weight of the world on your shoulders and not just saying that one specifically, because a lot of people say that, but it's like literally like going in, like I would like grab their shoulders like you can't carry the weight of the world's on your shoulders and grab their shoulders and it's just like if it's tight and i'm just like oh see there it is there's the world ha 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 like playful though you know but also like there's some deep wisdom literally like are you carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders invite to let it go and not just invite to let it go with capricorn it wants practical tools so if you can because if some for someone who thinks that they understand and they know you know and they're the authority all you have to do is like, if you truly know something, you just teach it. And you're just like, hey, like I see you said this right here, try this out. I think this might be a better way to do it. Or this might be a different way to do it. You know, how do you release your shoulder? Do you know how to do that? Right? It's like, and just teaching them how to do it. It's like, there's this point in here, like, like the shoulder girdle, you don't have to do all that, right? It's just like pressing in there and literally be like, oh, you feel that? How does that feel? This is how you release that right? That's understanding. That's wisdom. And that's something that a child could take with them through the rest of their life. So them, their partner, their children, everyone around them could have that wisdom as well. And if we continue that on, that's how traditions are built rather than like dogmatic societies where we're like, this is the shoulder is supposed to blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, come here. Let me move that. Look, this is how this is, this is how this has been done for years. And that's why we are have longevity we'll show you exactly the wisdom that we can pass along. So yeah, that's what I would say. Mm. I love that you went to the body with that. Mm -hmm. That's re really great and really practical. And of course, with Capricorn being an earth sign, I can see the, the importance of, of making sure that you're teaching your child to be connected to their body, their, their vessel. <laughs> yeah, it's so important with Capricorn because, you know, the energy of repression, the way that it goes into Capricorn energy, the way it sinks into the musculoskeletal system, mm. you know, so the whole the body keeps the score is like, it's as if it's like, turns up the notch 1.5 or, or plus two on the Capricorn musculoskeletal system. So even when I say like, carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, it's really not that it's like, carrying the weight of the world in your bones and in your joints and in your fascia, you know? So mm -hmm. just knowing that and, you know, any type of rigidity can cause that in any part of the body, but, you know, it rules the knees. So the knees, you know, teaching young Capricorns to squat and stuff like that. I think that's just, that'd be epic. Okay. Squat. That's going my note. So is there anything else that you want to call attention to in terms of either key 
challenges that might come up with your Capricorn child or any key attributes to keep in mind? Yeah, you know, just being mindful of the work ethic thing and how they digest like what they perceive as work ethic in our society, because they could like try to, the way they express to themselves, especially if this is a, a Capricorn son, they might work to get seen, right? They might just be like trying to work hard so that they feel like they're seen and, and cared for and adored. You know, so being mindful of that is really important. And also with Capricorn energy, you know, here in, in, in North America, where I'm at, at least it's, it's the, the, the coldest time of the year almost then, you know, it's really cold. Uh, so just being mindful of dry, dryness and like not just dryness as far as the body goes, but like also like they can be dry. And then also, I really feel like with Capricorn energy, yeah, something about just the deep rest of the winter and how Capricorns have a tendency to actually have this desire to, you know, be still and reflect, you know, and when they're working too much, they're not having that time to do that. And when they're working too much, they don't have the time to do that. So what happens, they like, it's like as if they ricochet back and they go into like a depressive kind of state. So Capricorn can correspond directly to depression. So just like being mindful of like finding wisdom around what is depression and what is like, what is the meaning of old traditions of what depression could be, you know? And also being mindful of when, you know, one of my teachers says, he's like, instead of saying depressed, he's like deep rest, you know? Know the difference between needing the two. If you could teach a child that, that, that oh my gosh, the, the amount of things that could change in one's life. If they know from a youth that like, I feel really, I don't really, I really don't feel good. Let me go reflect and get some deep rest. And then I'll come out of this a new being because that's what the winter time is about. Even showing them during Capricorn season, like, look at, oh, you saw how the leaves fell off the trees and how everything's cold and still. Sometimes you're like that. That's okay. Cause the spring is coming and new life will grow from this, mm -hmm. you know? So allowing that, that process to actually just unfold can be a, a, a beautiful thing. And it also lessens the tension and pressure from the outside world to do, 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 and it allows them to be. Mm, that's so beautiful. And you and I were talking about this before we went live. We were talking about that deep pool of like creative drive and energy as you're bringing up this drive to work hard and, and to succeed and be seen. Like I'm seeing a correlation between that like deep pull of that drive and that energy and the need for its yin counterpart the deep rest mm -hmm. would you agree that that's part of where those two yeah <laughs> yeah no I think that's I think that's perfect and I think the drive that people put into doing is because that's what we've been taught you know Capricorn also corresponds directly to conditioning mm -hmm. you know if we weren't conditioned in that way then the drive could potentially be the drive to go within and reflect and master the self instead mm -hmm. of trying to conquer the world, right? Instead of like trying to be a CEO of a company and feel like you have control, you can take a deep breath and have control and be CEO of your life, you know? So it's like, it's like be the boss of like what you have going on and have like deep understanding of that. And in that way, you know, you'll always feel full and you actually can always, maybe not always, 
But oftentimes you can be really, really composed in that. When you have deep understanding and, and deep vital reserves, you can really be composed in so many more situations than, than not, you know, and the Capricorn can always do stuff and then they feel like I can always get it done and then they shut down real fast because they've done too much, you know, so they look like they were composed, but they weren't. So the opposite of that is going in and building up and working, you know, doing the work on yourself and then, yeah, doing it that way. And yeah, it's just to teach a child that is, is something that can be really, really simple, even if it's just once we get, if we're not composed as an adult, we just like, even if I like have an outburst, I've always been able to like recently in the last few years, at least I've always been able to come back and be like, I'm going to go take some deep breaths and reflect on what I just did. Right. And I know when I worked at uh, this place called Youth Villages with with youth, like they had like a lot of troublesome experiences. I would always do that. Like even sometimes just as a teaching point, I would like act it out like they would do something and I would try to almost act like I was about to like have an outburst because, you know, a lot of adults still would do it there. Like I would act like I was and I'll be like, let me reflect on what just happened. I shouldn't do that just to show them like I can feel how I feel and I can be composed and just like showing them that emotional maturity. Like It's OK to feel that way. And also it's OK to just be still, be at peace. Wonderful. So before I attempt to summarize. Do you want to speak a little bit about what's going on right now in, in the sky for the little Capricorns? Yeah, Pluto has been going through Capricorn for a really long time. So you might actually have a child that has Pluto and Capricorn. So I would just really be mindful of the world that we live in right now and how that might have given them more space to have their own autonomy and authority versus like how they might feel like they haven't had that. Like they have like a child and they like have to wear at a certain age for a child to have to wear a mask and for adults to wear a mask and like how you can't communicate because your facial expressions and stuff like what does that do to a child be mindful of that over time you know it's just a really good context to have if someone has highlighted capricorn especially if pluto's with hitting it or if it's in in the aspect with with uranus and in taurus you know there's just really important things to consider to observe and to just reflect on to see if your child has had any changes in the last year or so with everything going on. Those are big things, you know, those collective things imprint whole generations. So it's something really important to be mindful of in that way. Thank you so much for bringing that up. It's, um, yeah, it's very prevalent and it's, bound to impact the little ones that are kind of born into this or experiencing it as if it's normal then it's gonna impact those of us that have grown up knowing a totally different world I was actually speaking with a mom at school who had her daughter in the first part of the year when they were still able to not wear masks at the school and then by the time that my son got into the school, they had implemented mandatory masks for everyone, no matter what the age. And she was sharing with me a little bit just about having experienced a very big shift in her daughter and that she was struggling a lot more. And I, you know, there's definitely countless stories about children's experiences with, with this very big shift. 
I, I had my, my son come home from school one day and I was telling him a little bit about why he has to wear the mask because I don't have a, I don't have a choice, you know, that's, I need to help him be able to go to school. So he was like, and when we eat lunch, we're going to be, we can take our masks off. And, and I get to see my, my friends smile. Mm. And I was like, yeah, baby. Yeah. You, you get to see your friends smile and, you know, just holding it in my heart that he will get to feel like that's a normal thing again, that it's, it's not something absent that he, you know, he needs to crave or long for or feel like is wrong or shameful or, you know, but yeah, that's, that's a very big thing that's happening right now. And I'm really glad that you brought it in. So your advice is to just bring some awareness to that and, and allow it to come to the surface, be receptive to what your child might be experiencing, right? Is there Anything else you would add to just supporting that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Knowing the difference between learned guilt and natural guilt. Because, you know, just in the times that we're in, like kids might be exposed to people projecting guilt onto other people for the choices that they desire to make. So just like allowing the child, like teaching the child to have discernment, like between like self-autonomy and power from within the self versus like power that's projected from somewhere else, essentially creating tyrants saying that you have to do this, you have to do that. Because yeah, you just like know the difference between like, I feel guilty because I did something I knew I shouldn't have done and I shouldn't do that again because I knew that was wrong versus I feel guilty. I didn't do this thing that the collective said I should or shouldn't do no matter what that looks like because I've seen it on both sides. The majority and minority happens in every single, single circumstance in like different circumstances, it might be, you know, the these people versus that people, you know, you could be this person or that person, depending on where you're at in any space and time. So just knowing the difference is really, really, really important. You know, mm. especially for this generation coming up with Pluto and Capricorn. Yeah. Got it. Knowing the difference between learned guilt and innate guilt. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they don't have to call it innate guilt. Like when you did something wrong and you messed up and you need to take responsibility for it and change it. So we, yeah, that's longer, but yeah. Right. So learn guilt that's projected on you, forced upon you rather than guilt that is born of your own experience of having done something that feels out of alignment. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Something that's integrity, which is totally Capricorn too. Yeah. Totally. A thousand percent. Yeah. I can see how that that's key for, for the, the little caps. Mm -hmm. So to summarize, the crone is the most majestic expression of, I was going to say Saturn, of Capricorn. And this is very interesting when we're considering that we're discussing Capricorn children. So this energy is going to be present from the beginning. It's going to be a potential for your child that, that's there from the very start. So your child's likely going to want to have their own authority or they're going to have a really strong sense of their own inner authority. They may even parent you. You might notice from a very early age that they have a certain emotional maturity. And it's very important as 
the parent to a Capricorn child to not try to override these natural inclinations by coming in and saying, you know what, I'm the parent. And so this is, this is actually what you need to do. Of course, there is a balance, but making sure that you're allowing space for that little leader to express and that that wisdom to shine through that is going to want to from a very early age. There is also a tendency with Capricorn children to feel a strong sense of responsibility. So it's going to be important to remind them that they can't carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. And I love this practice that you brought in, like actually like feeling the shoulders, helping them feel into where the tension is, maybe being playful about it, but helping uh, bring attention to their body and where they're holding the tension and and show them very practically how they can release that and how they can create a practice out of that and and to tune into the difference and what that does for them. And you also brought in this like practical teaching of traditions, how there can be a, a tradition and a lineage built through that and, and many things. We know that Capricorn is associated with traditions. And so you get to build that alongside your child in very practical ways including helping them work with their body. You brought in squatting because there is a connection between Capricorn and the knees, and that could be a good way to release any tension that's being held there. There is a strong drive there to work hard and to succeed and be seen, and that needs to be balanced with deep rest and helping your child learn the significance of resting and that depression is a facet of the need for deep rest. You might feel depressed as a side effect of, of not getting enough deep rest. And let's see, the, the other thing that you, you brought in was being mindful of the tendency to be dry, not just in the body, but too much dryness in the attitude or the mindset of your child and maybe helping bring in some softness, <laughs> bring some water to that, making sure they're staying hydrated. You also brought up my, my last point that I noted here was the, the drive to succeed can be turned inwards and can, can be an energy of self-mastery and, and teaching your child how to come back to themselves and have that time of deep reflection and recentering and doing that inner work and helping them build up towards being CEO of their life, of themselves, is um, a really worthwhile Capricorn goal. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, the last thing I'll add is not really anything new, but it's just noting that all those things that we said you know, I've met some Capricorn children who are actually on the other side of the spectrum of that, where they'll like rely on the plant, the parents way more. And it takes them like some, at times it feels like it takes them longer to be in their own authority where they'll like try to give their authority to someone else or to the parent. So just be mindful if your Capricorn child is on the other side of the spectrum, because oftentimes with Zodiac signs, I find that it's often I'm on this side or I'm on that side and like both are needing to come into some sense of harmony, you know, or balance. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Right. And again, when we are talking about the Capricorn child, we're not necessarily just talking about Capricorn sun. This can apply to Capricorn moon, Capricorn rising, or a concentration of Capricorn energy, which just means multiple planets, at least three in the zodiac sign of Capricorn. And if you haven't checked out astrologyhub.com forward slash astro charts, you can get your chart there for free if you haven't done that yet. And then you'll be able to easily tell what planets your child has in Capricorn. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into our final episode in this particular series, which is supporting your child based on their zodiac sign. Make sure to check out our show page at astrologyhub.com forward slash seeds of light to access the entire treasure trove of previous episodes in, the, in this series and many others. And you can also submit your parenting questions right on that page for a chance to have them answered on our show here. Again, that's astrologyhub.com forward slash seeds of light, the name of our show. And if you love Cameron's approach and the many other amazing teachers that we feature here on our Astrology Hub podcast platform, like Judith Hill and Divine Harmony, if you love learning astrology and the many approaches and techniques to doing astrology, and you'd love to be part of an ongoing community dedicated to this study, as well as personal growth, then I invite you to join us in our flagship membership program, The Inner Circle. Enrollment is now open for a limited time, and you can sign up at astrologyhub.com forward slash inner circle 2021. I'm actually the program director for The Inner Circle, and my absolute favorite aspect of it is this like vast and diverse array of teachers that we have the privilege of bringing on as monthly teachers and mentors for our members and for ourselves all of us in the program get to learn and grow so much through this experience and this is actually how Cameron and I first met and this is the second time that Cameron's going to be a teacher for us in the inner circle and his month starts with the Gemini new moon forecast this Tuesday June 8th Cameron's going to guide us all month long He's going to teach us a mastery class on the astrological houses. And I'm so excited. Can, can you tell us a little bit more about that, Cameron? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it too. Yeah, so the, the holistic view of the houses, you know, last year I taught a master class and it was about the holistic view of the planets. And so now I want to bring in the houses because there is an underlying framework that I use when I'm looking at the planets and when I'm looking at the houses and when I'm looking at plants and I'm looking at my day and I'm looking at everything, there's just a certain framework that I use, right? My teacher calls it the energetic architecture. So I like teach the energetic architecture that is like beneath everything so that no matter what you're looking at, you can have an idea of how to work with it. Even if in your head, in your mind, you feel like you're like, Oh, I don't fully get it. It's like, you know, the underlying framework and the energetic architecture of how life is blossoming forth. So you'll know how to work with it. So, yeah. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Again, you can sign up at astrologyhub.com forward slash inner circle 2021. Enrollment is open now for just a couple weeks. Thank you for tuning in, Cameron. Thank you for being here. All of you out there, if you found this helpful, please like it, leave a comment, share it with a friend who could benefit from it. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel on your favorite player and on our YouTube. And remember, 
when we change the way that we raise our kids, we change the world. See you next time.